This is the Adam Gold Show. Are you a fruitcake person, Dennis Cox? No. Dennis is sitting in for Victoria today. No, I'm not. And I'm not even disparaging people because I know there are people who are. That's fine. I just don't know any of them. I I literally don't know any of them. I see it on sale at the store. Yeah. I don't buy it, but somebody does. Makes a great doorstop, I guess. Plus, it's it, it is weighty. Yeah, it is a it is a dense dense product. All right, we got a lot of things to do. Uh, Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, is going to join us. We're going to talk uh, NFL football with him. I am curious where where does Buffalo go if Josh Allen is legit injured? And for those people who are Bears fans here. And we have Bears fans in the area, Bears fans everywhere. Justin Fields the last few weeks has been a different Justin Fields. Hasn't necessarily translated to a lot of wins, although they did win, was it in New England, right? They won in New England on a Monday night a couple of weeks ago, right? But Justin Fields being used this way, which is, man, just let Justin Fields do the stuff that he was doing at Ohio State and then bring the other stuff along, that Justin Fields can actually help the Bears, oh, you know, score. Which is the point. We'll find out from Ryan Wilson whether or not he thinks those are uh, topics worth getting into. Uh, In the meantime, it's time for the Wall of Sound. The wall of sound is a function of this studio. There's no doubt about it. All right. The Duke Blue Devils opened up the John Shire era yesterday at Cameron Indoor Stadium. It was a win. Was the head coach, I don't know if nervous is the right word. How was he feeling before the game? Well, I just take a moment before going out there. You know, what an opportunity. What a moment. You know, this is a place I've grown up in playing coaching and to be here you know as a head coach like I was I was not gonna be anywhere other than this moment right now well I mean he is sort of obligated at this point but that was had to be an amazing amazing time I mean not just not only just getting the job but then there's a lot of stuff you do to prepare for it and then all of a sudden it's here and I'm sure that moment was something else we're actually going to talk to the guy who used to have that job on Thursday. So I'm looking forward to that. I wonder, did Coach K watch? Did he watch the game? Was he coaching from his couch at home? I, I mean, I honestly only watched the first half on my phone. So I was out, otherwise out. And I don't recall whether or not Coach K was there. I didn't see any shots of him being there. So I wonder if Coach K watched, on his, watched at home. Maybe he watched on his phone too. I don't know. All right. Jim Irsay is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. He hired Jeff Saturday, the former Colts offensive lineman, current ESPN broadcaster, and Jim Irsay doesn't care whether or not Jeff Saturday has ever coached a game. He has tons of experience. He knows this game inside and out um, with relationships with coaches and players. Um, uh, and has been a consultant for us for several years, a paid consultant, um, you know, uh, informing Chris and I and other people in the organization, you know, his opinions. Uh, so to me, um, 
uh, you know, I, I know people can, you know, look out and, and, and see it uh, and, and ask that question. But, um, you know, the, you know that, that doesn't surprise me. I understand. Look, at, I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage. But I do know how to build a football team because I've been around for 52 years. Um, does Jeff Saturday taste like sausage? Is that his point? I mean, is, is that what Jim Mercy is getting at? Hmm. I mean, I mean, I like sausage. Does Jeff Saturday taste like sausage? Um, Pause. We could debate whether or not Jim Mercy knows football. We can debate whether or not Jeff Saturday was effective as a paid consultant. I do recall the trade for Carson Wentz. Yeah. If Jeff Saturday was good at his job, he would have gone, nah, man, not only don't you want him as your quarterback, you got to give up assets to get him. You'd be nuts to give up assets and have Carson Wentz to be your quarterback. Like, that's a guy that if maybe maybe he did warn them, say, nope, oh, I would not do this. I would not do this if I were you. And they did it anyway, and that's they filed that away. I don't know. I don't know what it means. Here's Jeff Saturday talking about becoming the head coach out of nowhere. Shocked would be an understatement, right? Shocked would be an understatement. So, uh, yeah, we, we had the conversation, and it, it escalated quickly. I feel fully capable, excited about the opportunity. My eight games to, you know, listen, here's a great part about my career. I came in, nobody expected anything. I'm here, nobody expects anything. If it goes well, hopefully it'll go extremely well. But I have no uh, preconceived notion that I'm going to be some spectacular anything. I know i got to work hard, and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm auditioning not only for this one, but for, for 31 others just like everybody else in this game. See, that last part really got me. <laughs> like, Jeff Saturday is looking at this like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, all right. Okay. This is the weirdest thing, man. You know, it's funny. Other sports, I think you can, I think it's it's much easier to just assume that you could go from never having experience being the head coach or the manager and then doing it like Steve Kerr didn't have head coaching experience. I don't even know that he had any coaching experience. He might've been, I actually, I think he was a GM. I think Kerr was like the GM of maybe Phoenix before he went into broadcasting. Yeah, right. That, that sounds about right. So, but he had never been a head coach. I think we'd all agree that Steve Kerr has become a really, really good head coach. Yeah. Um, Steve Nash had zero experience. Like there have been baseball managers that came out of the broadcast booth to become managers. And I get it. But for some reason, football to me, I don't know, man. I just don't know that that's going to work. Jeff Saturday has zero coaching experience. This is going to be interesting. All right, real quick. I want to get to this. Uh, hopefully we can get both clips in here before we get to Ryan Wilson. Uh, college football playoff rankings will come out. The second one tonight, Tennessee, after a loss at Georgia, was number one. Paul Feinbaum from ESPN, how far will they drop? I don't think they'll fall any farther than fifth. They, they conceivably could even be at four based on how this committee seems to uh, have a dislike for TCU. I would, I would have TCU ahead of them, but 
I think there'll be either four or five, and and in spite of a of a, of a serious beatdown, and that that score was deceiving. Uh, they were out of that game from the opening punch. I think they're they're still in really good shape, depending on one or two things that could happen. I think they are in very good shape. I mean, I guess they could fall to five. I, I think I have them at four. Uh, this is not me. I th- it's where I think the committee will have Tennessee. All right, one more thing. Clemson lost at Notre Dame and got walloped at Notre Dame. Thoughts on the Tigers, Mr. Feinbaum? Well, I think it says for starters, he's got the wrong quarterback in there. I think he has to go to his freshman because DJ is a is a great name, and we've all you know, had to learn how to pronounce it. But but he's but he's no longer the the present or the future of of Clemson. Uh, he, he's not the next Trevor Lawrence, and 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 I, I think when when you're when you're Clemson, you always play with fire. Uh, it's always a one or two game season because the ACC is 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 weak compared to uh, the Big Ten and the SEC. And they barely got by Wake. Uh, you mentioned, you know, some of the other games that they've struggled in, and and Notre Dame just, you know, just un, undid them. And they, they don't have a path back. They don't have a good game that they can win this back with. They have, they have South Carolina at the end of the season, so they're out of luck, even with only one loss. All right. I don't disagree with him, but it's fundamentally idiotic to credit the Big Ten, but with being really good. And the ACC would not when the Big Ten has two teams. I mean, it's just, it shows an absolute lack of, of understanding. Penn State's just okay. Penn State ain't any better than NC State. Just not. My gosh. <laughs> SEC gets full marks, man. The SEC gets full marks. I am I'm not arguing that at all. But by the way, if you're going to say the SEC is is so good, I mean, Clemson plays South Carolina. I guess the South Carolina is not the good part. Florida State beat LSU, just saying. Yeah. That was that was a heck of a that was a heck of a first week game. Uh all right, when we come back, Ryan Wilson of cbssports.com on the National Football League, the potential for Buffalo if Josh Allen is injured and at this point How many teams are really good? Not have good records. Really good. Next. With my friend Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, one of the super friends from the Cover 3 podcast, and I appreciate your time, sir. Can we just sort of digest for a couple of minutes what Jim Ursay did yesterday with the, like, you want to fire Frank Reich eight days after you said, hey, he's fine. He has nothing to worry about. And then fire him eight days later. That's fine. That happens all the time. But even Jeff Saturday said that he was shocked by the appointment. Is does, is Jim Ursay driving around with a bag full of cash and, uh, and stuff on the front seat again? <laughs> uh, I don't want to comment on what he's driving around <laughs> in and, and doing. Good. That was me. Now, I did that, but, not you. But here's the thing, Adam. He owns the team, and yeah. he can do whatever he wants. And it, I'm not a Colts fan. I'm not invested in the Colts. So I found it extremely entertaining, perhaps one of the most entertaining <laughs> things I've witnessed over the, the course of this, this football season. I'm sure Colts fans are absolutely irate. I know Colts media uh, were scratching their heads trying to, to parse out what was the, 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 the sensical part of that 
uh, press conference, and, and it's impossible to find. Uh, <laughs> it felt like that GM Chris Ballard was being held hostage. He was sitting to Ursay's right, and uh, he admitted they had a heated conversation after Sunday's loss, and, of course, they ended up firing Frank Reich shortly thereafter. I, I thought the the person on the stage that should have been talking the whole time is Jeff Saturday because right. – we learned pretty quickly that he is charismatic. He mm-hmm. may be a good leader. We'll find out. He's certainly not the man most qualified for this job, but I don't own the team, so I don't have final say in that. I, I think, and I, and I asked this question when I was on, uh, talking on the on the Pick 6 podcast with Brinson and and, and John Breach. Is this just an example of uh, Ursay saying the quiet part out loud, I want to take, and he's hiring the guy with the right. – the, the fewest qualifications that you could find literally anywhere in terms of coaching. And if so, great. He, it worked for him last time with Andrew Luck. I don't think there's a quarterback that's going to be of Andrew Luck's caliber in this draft no. class, but maybe there's some grand plan that we don't know about. Ryan Wilson at CBSSports.com. See, it, somebody yesterday tweeted to me about the Panthers and said that it was clear that they were tanking uh, in the loss to the Bengals. And I'm like, you don't understand, man. Coaches, Steve Wilkes, players, all these guys, they're not tanking. These guys, Steve Wilkes is coaching for his job. Actually, Jeff Saturday said that he was not only auditioning for this, but 31 other jobs. So Jeff Saturday wants to do this. Uh, but players are always, you're always putting something something on tape so you can get hired again the following year. Players don't tank. Organizations, however, absolutely do. And I think you're right. I think Jim Irsay is like, hey, if it doesn't work out, we get a better draft pick. And maybe that's what they're going for. Also, I think he suggested that Jeff Saturday might taste like sausage. I, I didn't understand. Typically, you say you don't want to see how the sausage is made, but just appreciate the end product. My man doesn't even know how to make sausage, which is a huge concern, <laughs> perhaps more troubling than the fact that the lack of experience on the new interim head coach. They did, they did name an offensive coordinator. Also, no experience there. Yeah. Uh, 30-year-old uh, Parks Frazier, I, I think his name is. And, I think uh, he, he worked quality- at a Best Buy. He was a quality control coach two years ago, and also a fun fact via our, our friend Jonathan Jones, uh, Frank Reich officiated his wedding. So there, <laughs> there are ties there. So th- it just gets cr- – I can't – this is like uh, binging a, a show on Netflix. You can't wait to get to the next episode because it's going to somehow be crazier than what you just witnessed. This is like Tiger King if Tiger yes. King was running the Colts. That, and what you know what? Maybe Tiger King was not available. Actually, is, is, who, who of that group is in jail? Are they all in jail? I have no idea. Ryan Wilson uh, at twi- on Twitter, at Ryan Wilson CBS. All right, let's get to what could be a big problem, which is the Buffalo Bills and their quarterback, Josh Allen. I saw the play. It looked innocent initially, and then you saw the replay, and you went, ooh, that could be a problem. Then you saw him on the sideline, clearly in pain. He did manage to come out and throw a ball 70 yards a few plays later. But do we, A, do we know anything else about Josh Allen? And B, if it's not Allen, are the Bills sunk? Oh, they're sunk. Case Keenum is, is a, a good backup, and, and that's where there are no comparisons between he and Josh Allen, but there are no right. comparisons between any backup and Josh Allen and, and most of the starters in the NFL. But you're right, Adam. So the, the play happened on first down. He, he hurt his arm. Uh, two plays later, he launches 170 yards. Maybe that was adrenaline in the moment, trying to get the, the Bills yeah. back in at the end of the football game. And then as he, you know, he came off the field and, and the, the elbow started bothering, that's a concern. The MRI is taking – 
uh, glacially long since he gets results back, which are uh, it's a troubling sign for Bills fans for sure. I don't know what to read into it. Uh, maybe the MRI center was closed yesterday. I don't know, but it, that that's a problem. <laughs> Today's that's right. election it, day, so maybe that's a problem. <laughs> Today's election day, traffic. Uh, there there are any number of issues, but it's a huge. Absolutely enormous concern in much the same way. Remember when Patrick Mahomes' knee locked mm-hmm. up on him and he, he missed three or four games? Chad Hitty, to his credit, came in and balled out. And, and that was what you're going to need from Case Keenum if we get to that point in the conversation. But as we sit here, fingers crossed, Josh Allen is fine because he is arguably the best player in the NFL. There are a handful of guys in the mix with him. But, my God, this Buffalo Bills team is completely different without him on it. And that's no grand statement, but that right. you know th- that's, that's the seriousness of it as we sit here. It's different with Allen and their offense than it even is with Mahomes and the Chiefs offense because you could probably plug a quarterback in and get some semblance of what Mahomes does, although what he did on Sunday night against the Titans is next level. Allen is the Buffalo Bills offense. I I mean, he's the running game. It's not like you can rely on something else. Without Josh Allen, they have nothing. Case Keenum, they'd have to rely almost solely on defense and then just being probably fairly conservative and conventional offensively, and that's that's just not a good recipe for them. No, and they've had a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, yeah. which which doesn't help it in, in that regard. But you're right, and that's something that doesn't necessarily bother me. I'd like to see less of Josh Allen running the football. Uh, ironically, he didn't get hurt on running, running the football. No. He got hurt on the pass play. But but the hits he takes, you would like him not to take as a casual fan and observer. Right. And Patrick Mahomes, while he can do that, does it much less so. <laughs> also, Brian Dable's not there anymore. And he was an integral part to Josh Allen's success. Obviously, um, the who, who's the the GM that I mean the, the new OC that flipped out the, the Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey uh, did. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's done a good job so far, but he, he'll be asked to do a whole lot if he's not calling plays for for Case Keenum for him to have success. No question. All right, so this question is related to the last one because I'm gonna just for the sake of argument, let's just say that Josh Allen will be fine. How many really? I'm I'm talking about bona fide Super Bowl championship contenders are there in the NFL. All right, so obviously the Bills and the Chiefs, right? Um, and I think the Eagles are in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And after that, you you start having some question marks as you you go through it. Like the Ravens looked great last night; they didn't blow a, a ten point lead, which they'd done three Good previous. For them. <laughs> Good for them. The Titans are only as good as Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is what he is. Uh, the Jets are fun, but let's be real. Miami is awesome, but again, right. they, they gave up 32 points to, to the Bears in that win. The Chargers, you can't trust them. The Vikings are 7-1, but do you trust Kirk Cousins on nope. primetime? No, nope. I don't. I love Geno Smith. I love that story in Seattle. But again, are you going to trust them in, in the second round of a playoff game? I don't think so. So I, I think it's three, game, three teams. Dallas? Maybe four. I was going to say maybe the Bengals, who are currently out of the playoffs as we sit here, they're the <laughs> nice seed in the AFC. And, and that, I don't know. I don't trust Mike McCarthy when the, when the ah, stakes are high. I'm with you on that. I think Dallas's defense can overcome Mike McCarthy. Yes. So I actually put Dallas in that upper upper category. And in, in the this this team can win the Super Bowl, but they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to do it through the wild card route because I think Philly is really really right. good. Uh, but. I mean, we're we're sitting here, and the uh, the pulp of the 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 nougat of the league. It's like a three mu- <laughs> it's like a three musketeers bar. The the best part, the chocolate, is Buffalo, Kansas City. Assuming Buffalo's got a healthy Josh Allen, Philadelphia, and Dallas. In my opinion, you don't have to put Dallas in there. And then there's like 15 teams 
that are the nougat. I just it's it's a weird year, man. Yeah, and those 15 teams could all make deep runs. Like, I didn't even mention the 49ers. They have Christian McCaffrey now. I'm not a huge Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but he does the same thing each yeah. and every year and, and makes a deep playoff run with that team. The defense is really good. I am completely and wholly out on, on Tampa Bay and Green Bay. I just think those teams are too far gone uh, for the same reasons and also for different reasons. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but but again, I think it makes it the parody does make it exciting. But I'll be honest, Adam, it feels like this year more than most. I've seen a lot of terrible football. There have been some yep. some high points with some of these games, but a lot of these games are like seventeen to fourteen, yep. and they've just been slogs with really really good quote unquote quarterbacks on the field watching this stuff unfold. Brady said it a few weeks ago. I've I've just watched a lot of just bad football. All right, final thing, and this is about fifteen to nine, sort of Detroit beating Green Bay last week. My understanding is that Rodgers has a thumb issue. Maybe it's not a full-on injury, but it certainly has been bothering him. Either way, if you're Matt LaFleur, can't you sit the guy down for a couple of weeks and say, dude, you're not playing well because we can use the thumb as an excuse, but holy cow, you were bad. That's the worst I have ever seen Aaron Rodgers play in the game at Detroit. Yeah, and usually if the Packers are out of it early when they've been competitive in the, the last 10 years, Aaron Rodgers will mail it in the second half, but he's still Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He wasn't even mailing it in. He was just frustrated and not able right. to make the throws he wanted to make. And some he looks sort of like Ben Roethlisberger at times last year Ouch. on his, on his last leg. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's where we're at. Now, listen, here's the thing. Matt LaFleur can bench him, but I would imagine Ben McAdoo would call Matt LaFleur and say, hey, I benched, you know, I benched Eli, Eli Manning for Geno Smith, and, and look at me now. <laughs> so... <laughs> It comes with some some pitfalls, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like, you know, the reports that the Packers tried to get Darren Waller and Chase Claypool and came up short, yeah. but this is a recurring theme, and Aaron Rodgers has every right to be angry about that, no matter whether he's a prickly personality or not. They have done him a disservice and that team a disservice by not surrounding him with playmakers, and now the fact that he's banged up and 37 years old, it's all come to a head, and, and they look like one of the worst football teams in the NFL. I mean, he, he underthrew some balls last last week that he never underthrows. So, that's, I mean, to me, it's got to be some sort of a physical – uh, physical issue, but that team is helpless, and uh, he only has a dead cap hit of ninety nine million dollars next year. So <laughs> nothing wrong there. I've never uh, seen maybe, that. Maybe Jeff Saturday could play quarterback next year for the Packers. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Ryan Wilson at, on Twitter at Ryan Wilson CBS. Man, I appreciate your time. Thanks. See you, Adam. You got it. <laughs> Seriously, could you imagine a ninety nine million dollar dead cap hit? Well, whomever just won the Powerball can go can, can buy that out. They they could. They could buy his contract. But the Packers are still responsible oh, against the salary cap. This is this is a true story. A couple of weeks ago, the Panthers traded McCaffrey. It came at the end of the week where they also traded Robbie Anderson, mm -hmm. right? And it's great that you traded those two guys and got some assets. Where they got nothing really for Robbie Anderson. You got some assets for Christian McCaffrey. It's all good. And theoretically, you clear the, the, their salaries off the deck for next year. Except that combined, the Panthers carry a dead cap hit of $28 million yep. for those two players. 18.3 so, for McCaffrey, right. 9.7 for Robbie Anderson. So ultimately, what you are saying is that we are going to spend $28 million less than the salary cap next year. How many players is that? A lot. I mean, it's, depending on the position, it's one great player, 
I mean, it's Brian Burns and another starter. Yeah. Right? Burns is probably going to get guaranteed in the neighborhood of about $20 million a year. Right? Whether we can debate all day long whether that's a good idea or not. That's fine. But Burns is going to get about $20 million a year and then another $8 million player. That's a, I don't know, it's a... A really good safety. It's a a second wide receiver. It's uh it's a, a an offensive guard. It's it's a a a starter. Yeah, that that's how good the Panthers are. They, that's how good they're telling you they're going to be. We can compete without two starters next year. Well, be- I think it's not only that, but it, you're also opening up that money in 2024 because those guys are off your books in 24. Well. You, Yes, but I, what I'm just pointing out the mm-hmm. dead cap hit. The Packers, think about a dead cap hit. Ridiculous. Of It's actually, it's it's pretty close to $100 million. The dead cap hit this year is $150 Goodness. <laughs> I'm like, they didn't think this through completely, but they also were in a position where they had to make it right by Rodgers. Um. Their plan, their plan to go Rodgers for two years to Jordan Love was completely torpedoed by Rodgers' two years being MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. Completely torpedoed by that. They could have, I'm not, I'm not suggesting what they should have done. This is the circumstances that they are in. Uh, I think that a healthy Aaron Rodgers would be better than what we've seen. But he's playing through it, which means if he's on the field, no excuses. No excuses at all. V2 the Victoria will be back tomorrow. She was, uh, I don't know, rubbing beads together to hopefully win the lottery. Lottery winner, sole winner in California today. Right? Two, uh, $2 billion, roughly? $2.0 something billion. Uh, they have a pretty steep state income tax, so uh, if you if you want to be vindictive about oh, it, oh, uh, I don't. Person. I don't. Good. No, I I congratulate that person. This is the way I look at it, Dennis. And maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. I don't know. It saves me ten dollars or a drawing. Okay. So, because once it gets over a billion, I'll play. I don't play until it gets up up to a billion dollars. Okay. It's my rule. That's fair. So, but now when it, once it gets over a billion, what do we start at now? I think it goes back to 20 million. Uh, it has to be more than that. No, I think that's where it starts. Really? Yeah. What's the point? I mean, still could win 10 million dollars. Yeah, whatever. What? Here's the you you don't play golf, right? For for people who play I golf. Play mini golf not long. Okay, ago. it's fair. Uh, if you go, you play in this uh, like in a um, in a charity golf tournament yeah. or whatever event, and they have hole in one prizes. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes your hole in one prize is a car. Yeah. And sometimes your hole in one prize is like a gift certificate to a restaurant. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, the car versus a hundred dollars to a restaurant. I mean, it's, the hundred dollars is nice. I'm sorry, that's a hundred dollars to a restaurant you didn't have before, right? Yeah, I get it, but it just it pales in comparison mm-hmm. to the the larger prize. It's my, that was that was my analogy. Now, whatever it, it, it doesn't matter.
it doesn't matter. Before we get to the rewind, a couple of things I did want to uh, point out. We got to talk about, we, we need to explore a little bit more the Jim Mersey uh, deal, and there's some football things I want to talk about. Uh, but we had we had a, we had an NFL game last night, which was, eh. I mean, it was New Orleans bad. How many? There are way more bad teams than there are good teams. Yeah. I mean, that is not. If you put the good teams, I'm talking about the really good teams. You put them on a scale and the really bad teams on a scale. Is there two to one bad teams or three to one? Bad teams and good teams. Talking really good teams or just, yeah. I'm talking about really good teams. Yeah. yeah. You're probably looking at a number of bad teams. I'd say two to one. Because so, there's a lot of, like, average to good in the league. Okay. Like, I put the Jets average to good. I think the, the Jets defense, the Jets are two different teams. Well, there's that. The yeah. Jets defense is outstanding. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they lead the NFL in rushing the quarterback with just four. Yeah. Or less. Right? Yes. Yeah, they don't need to rush. blitz. They do not need to blitz. Sauce Gardner is one of the best quarterbacks in the league already. They've got players. That defense is monstrous. The offense is terrible. I should say terrible. It's at best, at its best, it's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... If they can put just okay on the field, they'll have a chance because the defense is good or great because that's how they beat Buffalo. They didn't do anything amazing against Buffalo. Statistically, that game was dead even. There was nothing, no difference at all between those two teams in terms of yards. Uh, I mean, it was a three-point game, right? The Jets needed a couple of breaks, got it, but... And that's really all there was between those two teams. Just a, a, a one break here or there. Uh, but, Sai, I think the Jets are good. So I wouldn't put them in the average to... I think there are so many teams in the league who just aren't good. Yeah. I mean, Arizona, not good. No. Denver's not good. There are going to be teams in the playoffs that I just don't think are very good at yeah. all. It's called the NFC South. Somebody's got to win it. I told Chris Lee on Saturday during Culture State that the NFC South is basically like trying to dive into a dumpster and finding the least moldiest piece of food. Okay. That's the <laughs> NFC South. That's who wins it. You, 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 you raise your eyes at some of my analogies. Yeah. You're, uh, you're scrounging for something to eat in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so here are the – if the playoffs started today, there's a, these are your playoff teams. And I think it's important to note who's just outside the playoff cut line right now. Uh, the Bills get the bye right now if the season were to end today, and we are uh, heading to week 10. So we're actually on the, the backside of the season. We're, yeah. We are, are playing the back nine, if you will. Chargers are the seven. Anybody watch them? By the way, they lost another starter to an injury, season-ending injury today. They're Com- so banged Completely up. decimated by injury, but uh, that's only part of their problem. Uh, they're at the Chiefs. Miami would be at Baltimore. I think Miami's good. I don't think Miami's great, but I think Miami's good. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's obviously also good. Jets at Tennessee. Two good teams. That game would bore us to death. <laughs> it might. Oh, it would be the It might be I so w- boring to the point it's entertaining. I don't 
don't know. It might be. I, which team could put the other to sleep first? There you go. But New England, not that good. Cincinnati, I'm not buying, although I know Ryan Wilson talked about them before, but they are a half game outside of a playoff spot right now in the NFC. Eagles, bye. They're really good, obviously. 49ers at 4-4. Four and four. I think they'll be fine. I actually think they will be good. They're not good all the time yet. Minnesota, I have no idea what to make of the Vikings. Giants at Seattle, six at three. Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa's four and five, and they lead the NFC South. By the end of the season, Tampa might be good. I don't know. I don't know. Atlanta and Washington are a half game out of a playoff spot. It's all you need to know. Those teams are bad. Both of those teams are bad. Yeah, they're four and five. Yeah, but forget about records. I mean, look. Not to kill the Bill Parcells quote, you are what your record says you are. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's what you are, but how good really are you? So I do not believe you can ignore who you've played. The schedule you've played impacts what your record is. I mean, that's just, that's a factual statement. And a lot of these teams, like, and this is why what why the Packers is so disappointing is that they haven't they haven't played a great schedule, and they can't win any of these. Games. They just lost to the Lions. They have lost five in a row now, right? Five in a row, I think it is. Yeah, and they just absolutely they were three and one at one point, and now mm-hmm. they are three and six. They are so so bad. All right, one more thing before the rewind. College football playoff rankings come out tonight. And it will be Georgia 1, unequivocally number 1, Ohio State 2, even though they were not that impressive against Northwestern. You know what they're going to give them as an excuse? It was really windy against Northwestern because, of course, Northwestern didn't also play in the wind. I think Michigan will be 3. And then it's either Tennessee or TCU. I still think it'll be Tennessee at four and TCU at five. But that's what we're going to see tonight in the college football playoff ranking show, which I think starts at seven o'clock. Wow. Clemson will not be in the top 10. I don't think so. Maybe they will. Alabama be right around 10 with two losses. I, you know, my, my biggest fascination tonight will be where is LSU? Yeah, that's, that's my an biggest fascination one. about that. Because they they got blown out at home by Tennessee. They did? Yeah. They did. So I don't see them any higher than seven. Uh, Maybe six. Six pushing it. Actually, I, that's where I would have them is yeah. at number six. I mean, we'll see what happens with LSU. And again, how far does Alabama fall? This is the Adam Gold Show.